Hello, Western Pennsylvania. From TTM Interns, this is Zach Gibson. Welcome to Total Top 5. The total top five for the week of November 7th through 13th, 2022. The results from the Pennsylvania 2022 general election. Owner of the site that Mehmet Oz picked for an election night party organized buses to the January 6th rally. Spirit Airlines cuts flights from Arnold Palmer Regional to Fort Lauderdale. A Taco Bell manager fatally shoots an employee after a fight at work. And Pitt unveils plans for a $240 million athletic center in Oakland. Welcome to episode one. This new production is the only weekly rundown-style podcast in Western Pennsylvania that is focused solely on locally and hyper-locally curated news stories, bringing you relevant and interesting stories on the go. Let's get into the rundown. From the Tribune Review, the close races for Pennsylvania's next governor and for its open U.S. Senate seat were the top draws as Western Pennsylvania voters made their way to polls on Tuesday. Overnight, Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman was declared the winner of the Senate seat, and Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro had won the governor's race. According to unofficial vote counts, both were declared winners by the Associated Press and other national news outlets. Here's what we know so far about the results from Tuesday night. In the race for Pennsylvania's seat for the U.S. Senate, Democrat John Fetterman earned a hard-fought win over Republican opponent Dr. Mehmet Oz. The Pennsylvania governor's seat stayed in the Democrats' control as Democrat Josh Shapiro won the race for governor of Pennsylvania, securing the office for four years in a Senate where the future of abortion rights is on the line. Along with management of the 2024 election in a battleground that is often decisive in choosing presidents. In the Western Pennsylvania races for Congress, State Representative Summer Lee defeated Plum Councilman Mike Doyle on Tuesday night in Pennsylvania's 12th Congressional District and is poised to become the state's first black woman in Congress. Iraq war veteran and voting rights attorney Chris Deluzio defeated former Ross Commissioner Jeremy Schaefer in Pennsylvania's newly redrawn 17th Congressional District. In state House races, Republican incumbent Abby Major appears to have secured a win for the state's new 60th House District against newcomer Democrat Bob George. State Representative Eric Devanzo has won re-election to represent the 58th District of the State House. Murraysville political organizer Jill Cooper will keep the redrawn 55th State House District in red. Mandy Still, the Democratic candidate for the 33rd State House, had the edge on her opponent, Republican Ted Thompson, to represent the newly redrawn district that includes Alakiski towns from Harrison to Aspenwall. In local races, in a race for the vacant Pittsburgh City Council seat, Democrat Barb Warwick held a commanding lead Tuesday night in the special election. Voters in the Norwin School District and Southwest Greensburg on Tuesday rejected efforts to slash funding for their local libraries. And voters in several precincts in the Alakiski Valley reported problems with voting machines, but Westmoreland County election officials said the machines were working properly. From PenLive.com, Republican U.S. Senate candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz has scheduled his election night party at an upscale Bucks County fitness club, whose owner, organized three buses to the January 6, 2021 rally through a political action committee. Oz's party is set for the Newtown Athletic Club, which offers on its website elite amenities, services, and programs, 
and also hosted Oz's primary election night party. Its owner and operator, Jim Worthington, and Oz donor and the campaign's Southeast Pennsylvania Finance and Events Director, sent three buses with 200 people from Bucks County to the January 6th rally through his People for Trump Political Action Committee, according to Y Radio report cited by the John Fetterman campaign. The rally protesting former President Donald Trump's loss, based on lies and conspiracy theories about the election, preceded the march and deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. Joe Calvello, spokesperson for the Fetterman campaign, said that if Dr. Oz wants to show he's serious about standing up against Republican extremism, he should start by canceling his own election night party and finding a new location that isn't hosted by a top January 6th insurrectionist who funded hundreds of people traveling to D.C. to attack the Capitol. Oz's campaign did not respond to a request for comment. Worthington and Oz served on the President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition together after being appointed by Trump. Worthington's ties to January 6th have come to light after Oz, who has portrayed himself in recent weeks as someone against extremism, has been connected to others associated with the rally and insurrection. First, it was reported that two staffers on Oz's campaign were at the rally and one marched at the Capitol. Then, PenLive reported that four attorneys who fought to overturn the election results in Pennsylvania in 2020 had donated to Oz's campaign. Oz has also appeared at two rallies on Saturday, one in Wilkes Bar and one in Latrobe, with Trump and governor candidate Doug Mastriano, both of whom continue to lie about the 2020 election results. A year after the attack on the Capitol, though, Worthington sought to distance himself from the violence, telling why that he didn't travel on any of the buses but did attend Trump's speech on January 6th. Worthington told the radio station that he left Washington before, quote, knuckleheads attacked the Capitol, and Worthington said a woman who worked for him rented the buses and he only went to the rally because his son asked him to. From the Tribune Review, Arnold Palmer Regional Airport is marketing itself to low-cost carriers as Spirit Airlines told officials it will be halting its flights from the Unity area to Fort Lauderdale, Florida on December 5th. Spirit's decision leaves Orlando as the sole destination for commercial flights from the airport near Latrobe, where Florida-based Spirit is the only commercial carrier. Spirit informed local officials about the move two weeks ago, said Gabe Monzo, executive director of the Westmoreland County Airport Authority. The seasonal flights from Arnold Palmer Airport to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, were eliminated last weekend and were not expected to resume until February or March, Monzo said. Eric Hoffmeyer, a spokesperson for Spirit, could not be reached for comment. It is not unusual for Spirit Airlines to cut service to Fort Lauderdale in the winter, said Mike Boyd, owner of Boyd International Group, an evergreen Colorado-based aviation consulting firm. Fort Lauderdale is a destination for the cruise line market, and Spirit is serving the market for those going on vacation, the, quote, discretionary traveler, rather than the passenger who has to travel to a particular city, Boyd said. Boyd went on to add that Latrobe Airport has been an important part of the market for Spirit. In efforts to land other airlines interested in providing service, Monzo said he has provided information about the airport to other low-cost carriers, such as JetBlue in New York, Avello Airlines in Hartford, Connecticut, and Denver-based Frontier Airlines. That information includes details about the county-owned airport and its runways, demographics, including population within a 50-mile radius, equipment, and facilities. Spirit's decision to eliminate service to Fort Lauderdale comes after the airline on October 19th approved a $3.8 billion buyout from JetBlue. Spirit took the JetBlue deal after ending merger talks with Frontier Airlines, which offered Spirit shareholders less money than JetBlue. 
That deal is awaiting regulatory approval. From the Tribune Review, a Taco Bell manager fought an employee at work before following him to a Scott Township business and fatally shooting him Wednesday afternoon. Police responded to the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Office at Cochrane and Greentree Roads in Scott Township at 12.07 p.m. after receiving reports of shots being fired, according to Allegheny County Police Superintendent Chris Kearns. Responding officers found a man in the office foyer who had been shot to death. The Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office late Wednesday identified the victim as 32-year-old Dorian Carver of the Natrona Heights section of Harrison. Police identified the suspect as 23-year-old Zaire Simmons of Pittsburgh. Investigators said the men had a dispute on Cochrane Road and Simmons followed Carver into the Northwestern Mutual Office and shot him. Kearns told the Tribune Review the suspect ran from the office after the shooting. County Police Lieutenant Fernando Costa said the incident started at a nearby Taco Bell. Both men worked at the fast food restaurant. Simmons was Carver's supervisor. They had gotten into a dispute over a workplace reprimand and had to be separated before the shooting. Police said the gun used in the shooting was stolen October 6th from someone in Pittsburgh. Police wrote in a criminal complaint, once separated, Dorian Carver ran out of the restaurant towards the Northwest Mutual building. Zaire Simmons ran into the employee-only area, grabbing his coat and ran after Dorian Carver. Later, the detectives viewed the Taco Bell surveillance video, confirming the altercation. Simmons turned himself into police at about 7.45 p.m. He did not have a permit to carry a concealed weapon, police said. And finally, from the Tribune Review, the University of Pittsburgh has approved plans for a $240 million athletic center called Victory Heights that will include a 3,000-seat arena as well as space for training and sports performance and sports medicine facilities for many of Pitt's student-athletes. Pitt's Property and Facilities Committee okayed the project Thursday, according to a news release. The university hopes to begin construction next year. Pitt spokesman Pat Plisga said the plans must first go through the city's approval process. City planning commission meetings are expected early next year. Pitt Athletic Director Heather Like said she is grateful for the university's support and ambitious plan to invest in athletics. From Like, quote, Victory Heights is the latest example of Pitt's vision to transform our training and teaching environments to allow our student athletes to achieve at the highest competitive levels. This is more than an investment in facilities. It's an investment in our young people and their championship dreams at Pitt. The new facility will include an athletic performance center for 16 of Pitt's 19 athletic programs, as well as a 3,000-seat arena for volleyball, wrestling, and women's gymnastics. Those sports now play at the 70-year-old Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Pliska stated that the university has not decided on future plans for the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Victory Heights will be located near Peterson Event Center at the edge of Pittsburgh's Oakland neighborhood. According to Pitt's University Times, it will replace a lawn next to the Pete as well as a parking lot and Pitt's Sports Dome. The project is part of the university's master plan, which guides development for the school. Along with nearby universities and hospitals, Pitt is joining the growing development interest in Oakland. Officials have said they expect the neighborhood to see more than $1 billion in investments in the next several years. Thank you for listening to Total Top 5. Join me next week to run down Western Pennsylvania's top five stories. This podcast is produced and edited by Zach Gibson. Special thanks to the writers and editors of Trib Total Media. Stay locally informed, and we'll see you next time.